in your bulletin here. If you turn to the back page of it, I guess you'd say, the, on the inside here, it's got the Faith Promise Missions Budget. Just kind of, we've run a, a brochure for you the last couple of weeks with a detailed breakdown on everything, but we figured your bulletin was full enough this week without another insert. So we just boiled it down here in, in short terms. And if you've been here with us the last couple of nights or any of that time, you've heard some more about this, but just briefly wanted to touch on a few things. The first four bills on there are mission missionaries and mission groups. The uh, Partners in Mission is what Carvin Adams runs, and a lot of you are familiar with Carvin, um, as he was the interim pastor here before I came, and, and uh, you've known him a long time. Uh, Sherman and Kay Kreitzer have been with us all weekend, and we get to hear from Sherman in just a moment. Uh, David and Barbara Miller and Ron and Jean Cootie both sent us videos that we got to see this weekend greeting us and thanking us for partnering in their ministries in South America and in Turkey. Uh, the table is a, a new thing on our budget this year, and that is a church plant in, in the St. Louis area that's started by John Simmons. Some of you know them. And uh, John and Amanda and their family moved there with... Um, when they started, I mean, basically no support, just felt like God was telling them to go there, went, and are starting from scratch, and they've started a, a small group that's gotten pretty large, and they're hoping to be able to split that into another group, and then another group, and, and start building this uh, church plant there in the St. Louis area. So we're partnering with them this year. La Trompeta is a South American, Latin American publication uh, in Spanish. It spreads the gospel and helps leaders. Um, children of Promise. A lot of you sponsor children through Children of Promise. And we also support the agency. Uh, and, and they need funds just to administer the program and, and recruit more sponsors and so forth. Uh, Grace Place. We're going to talk about a little bit later in this service. But Grace Place and Christian Community Ministries. They both serve the poor right here in our community. And uh, Mercy Ministries is one of our favorites around here uh, because it started here and now it's a really big ministry that really just has incredible results, doesn't it, in the lives of young women uh, who come from really troubled situations and find healing and restoration and God at Mercy Ministries home. And there's one right here, the first one, right here in West Monroe. And so we're, we're always thrilled to partner with them. Uh, so those are just some things on your budget I wanted to reconnect with you on before uh, we take our pledge which will happen after uh, Sherman comes and shares with us and so if you've got you should have one of these in your bulletin as well and you'll have some more stuff that I'll talk about at the end of the service but um, if you'll take this out just for a moment just to explain and I'll explain again after the service but this way you have a little bit of a I mean after the sermon after the service would be too late but uh, what we're going to ask for today is that you would consider filling out one of these commitment cards. This is just a pledge to give a certain amount over the next year. And uh, you can check how you're going to give it and so forth and, and you put your name down and, the, and we don't publish the names on the bulletin board or anything with the amounts next to them. You don't have to worry about that. Um, it's just for our records. And so 
You'd put your total that you want to give towards faith promise giving above your regular giving to the church. And you commit to that. And this other little part here, the tiny little section, is for your records to keep. So you'd put the information on both. And then you keep this little tab. And then this bigger one you'll give to the ushers when we take that up shortly after the message today. So I just wanted to give you a little bit of notice about that. uh, So you can have time to reflect, if you haven't already, on what you might want to uh, commit to with our faith promise giving. Just to introduce you, if you haven't met him this weekend, we've had the privilege of having Sherman and Kay Kreitzer with us uh, this weekend. Some of you have known him for a long time. Others of you have never heard of him, and that's all right. Um, they are, they're missionaries. They've been missionaries their whole married life, pretty much. They, um, and I believe Kay was doing missions before that even. And so uh, they've spent the majority of their life and marriage in Africa serving the people in Africa and a couple different countries and and then most recently they kind of they thought they were semi-retiring I think but I think they found out that they haven't really that's <laughs> what it sounds like this weekend and they're now in Scotts Bluff Nebraska as the missionaries for the Church of God to the Native American people in that whole region up there uh, plus they're ministering to the people uh, Native American in a kind of a multicultural church right there in Scotts Bluff Nebraska and they've discovered a ministry there that's really a challenging one. And uh, so we're going to partner with them, continue to partner with them as we did when they were in Africa. And now as they are missionaries to these Native American groups, and we'll partner by our giving and we'll partner with our prayers. That their uh, ministry there will uh, reap a harvest for the kingdom. And so with all that said, I'm just going to invite uh, Sherman to come up and he's going to share with us. And when he's done, you'll see me again. So. <laughs> Thanks, Thank Rob. It's been great to have you all. I like the uh, title, Be Bold. Uh, along with faith promise, being bold is one of the biggest challenges you can be. I told the youth that if you want a life of adventure, live a life of faith. Because God will take you down paths you never dreamed you were going to go down, and you wonder how you did it when you got through it. And if you've already filled this out, I'm going to ask you to tear it up and be bold and write down double the amount. And you can blame God for that. He's the one who said, test me and try me. So let's test him and try him, and let's be bold this weekend. Let's see what God's going to do. For those of you who know me, you know I like a a good laugh. Maybe you don't know me, and that's probably the best. But this morning I was reading uh, Cy Robinson's book, Psychology. And I read where he told the fact that he was afraid of the dark. And uh, he he dreamed there's all kinds of things out there, five-pound squirrels and stuff to just attack him in the night. One night, his mother told him to go out and get her shoes outside, and he said, Mom, it's dark out there. I don't want to go out. He must have been about nine years old then. And She said, it's all right, honey. Jesus is out there. So he opens the door and says, Jesus, would you hand me Mama's shoes? And he didn't do it. <laughs> now, that's living faith by sight. And that's not what we're talking about this weekend. We're living faith by believing. 
trusting in God to do something that we have no idea how he's going to do it, but that's his problem because he's the one who promised. It's his problem, not ours. All we have to do is be faithful and fulfill whatever he's asked us to do. When we went to Africa in 79, we'd been married only a year, just a little bit more than a year, and we went with a six-month-old son. We didn't have any idea what God was going to do with us when we got there. Now, my wife was really living on faith because she was married to me and she was going to Africa with me. And only one year didn't really clue her into who I was. <laughs> and uh, she was really married to a loose cannon and I'd do all kinds of things. And she didn't really, you know, we had to learn how to live together. And best way to do a marriage is take them off to Africa where they can't run away. And that's what I did. If she had been here, she might run home tomorrow. <laughs> But anyway, I will read to you from Romans, the fourth chapter. Let's get serious. Uh, Romans, the fourth chapter, verse... Uh, I'm not going to read several different verses, so follow along. It's not going to be one verse right after the other, but it has to do with Abraham. Let's begin with... Uh, I'm going to do, uh, read verse 3, and then I'm going down to verse 13. What does Scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Verse 13. It was not through the law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be heir of the world, but through the righteousness that comes by faith. Verse 18. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. Since he was about a hundred years old and that Sarah's womb was already dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. This is why it was credited to him as righteousness. The words, it was credited to him, were written not for him alone, but also for us, to whom God will credit righteousness for us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. Faith promise is a, uh, a great concept because the two words are individual and yet they go so well with each other. Faith is the acceptance of a belief in something or someone that has been has promised something to us that they will do something or they will fulfill something and faith is uh, our promise is the is fulfilled through righteousness that comes by faith the promise comes as a result of our faith it's righteousness, and it is the result of really believing in something that you cannot see. 
We have been uh, for our whole married life and cave and before we were married, uh, our lives have been built upon faith and the receivers of other people's faith, receivers of your faith. Because uh, we were talking with Adam May yesterday and we figured out uh, you've been supporters of us for almost 25 years, somewhere's in there since about eight. 1986 or 87 and uh, we've had a great relationship with you over the years you've done been so faithful and we've really been the recipients of your faith and your faithfulness uh, and we've had the greater blessing I'm sure all of you received great blessings by seeing how God has provided what you promised to give but it's been a greater blessing to us because we didn't know whether it was going to come or not. And when it is, does come at the right moment, it has always proven to be a blessing. One that creates all kinds of uh, joy and peace in us. And we have gotten to see that, that great result of those gifts that you've given over the years. We remembered, we were remembering one uh, time that uh, we were in need of a special gift. Um, we lived out in the village. I was telling the youth a little bit about it uh, in Sunday school. And this village is about 30 miles from the nearest town, and uh, there was no permanent water source. And when it rained, we had water, uh, and it didn't rain often. Uh, about over seven months of the year, it didn't rain at all. And I, we would have to haul water from about uh, 17 kilometers or about 10 miles away in drums every three days for us to have enough water to last the next three days. So that pretty well limited some of the ministry I was able to do. And one of the reasons why we couldn't collect enough rainwater was because we had cisterns and... Um, we would collect the rainwater that came off the roof into those cisterns. The problem was Mother Nature didn't care for our cisterns. And uh, we all constantly had tremors that created cracks in those cisterns. Uh, termites would bore holes through to into the uh, tanks during the dry season. And so we were constantly losing water into the ground. And so one year I got the bright idea of uh, lining those uh, cisterns with swimming pool liners. And so I got together so the prices and how much I would need, how big I would need for each tank. They were round, so they had to be specially made. And I made a, an appeal to our supporting churches. And I believe uh, Cypress Street was part of that uh, effort to get us those liners. We needed about, I think it was seven liners for all the cisterns on the uh, compound. And they were able to provide those for us. And so I was able to get those installed. And they worked great until one of the workers left the lid off and the dog fell in and scratched it all up. But that's another story. But those kinds of things were the things that we needed and the churches in the United States helped us do. The buildings I've been able to build uh, on the mission field were all a result of faith promise. Uh, the work that we've been able to do as a result of faith promise. And we have been the ones who have been blessed greatly. 
But faith promise is a very great concept, and it can build your faith where nothing else can do it. By going out on a limb and trusting God to give you what you promise, not what you can afford, or not what you have, but you're supposed to give not what you have, but what you don't have, whatever God's going to provide. And the faith comes in that you believe God wants you to give a specific amount, and you have no idea where it's coming. Abraham was that way. God said to him, you're going to have a son. You're going to be the father of many nations. And he was a hundred years old, and his wife's she was uh, in her 80s then, and God made that promise. And he believed. He trusted God to be able to do this. You see, if God often asks us to do things that are far beyond our ability. Now, if I had known all the things that were going to happen in Africa, I probably would have refused to go. But God doesn't reveal everything to us. For the reason he wants us to take us down at one day at a time. And to lead us through those things. He never asks us to do the impossible without giving a promise. You're going to have a son at 100 years old? You've got to be crazy. But God also gave a promise. And it wasn't the first promise that God had given him. He told him to leave his home and go to a land he had never been to before. And he believed God. Now, he never did actually inherit that land. It was later on when his children inherited it. But God blessed. He always promises to do something. And the promises are often very simple. Promise like, I will be with you always. I will never forsake you. He never forsook us, and he led us down some mighty wild paths at times. But he always provided a promise for something for us to look forward to. I will always be with you. I'm going to lead you through the lion's den, but I'll always be with you. You're going to give a thousand dollars, but I'll be with you. We never know how it's going to happen. How can a man a hundred years old and a wife who is eighty years old have a child? And yet God said, I'm going to do it. Faith promise is a wonderful tool. The promise can also be as complicated as you will be made rich in every way so that through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Or it may be a, even more complicated. <clears throat> God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things at all times, having all you need, you will abound in every good work. We were the ones who got to see the thanksgiving part because of your giving. You didn't get to see the thanksgiving part, what we did, because those funds resulted in people being converted to Christ 
and receiving the help they need. And they were the ones who were able to thank God and glorify God because of your faithfulness. God has great things for each and every single one of you. Doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are, God has a promise for you and he has a call upon your lives. Paul said, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. Abraham trusted God and is credited to him as righteousness. That's why he's called the father of faith, of the faithful. Because he believed something that in ordinary terms was impossible. He believed in it unswervingly. He never doubted. He trusted God with all of his heart and all of his mind. And we, we must do that as well if we expect to live through this life with any kind of hope, with any kind of peace, with any kind of certainty that what God has promised will happen. God is faithful. And Abraham was fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he said. I don't care what trial you're going through. I don't care what kinds of problems you face, the crowd you run with. God is faithful and he will always be with you through whatever you are going through. But we must be willing to suffer for him as well. To trust him. To stand firm. I'm going to be speaking to a a college this week and my message to them is to stand firm no matter what trial no matter how much peer pressure comes upon you stand firm in scripture there's over 120 different verses that deals with either stand firm stand fast hold on hold unswervingly and there's, that doesn't even count the verses that deal with endurance, perseverance, faithfulness. And then I'm going to also tell them the battle's not yours, it's God's. He didn't ask you to do what he's asking you to do for you to do it in your strength. He's asking you to do it so he can do it. And he wants you to just go and do and be and he will bring it about because the battle is not yours it's his and it doesn't matter what your your friends say it doesn't matter what other people say what society says it doesn't matter what the law says it only matters what God's word says and we need to take a stand and be firm even if Against all hope, as it says here, against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations. We believed God was going to be with us when we went to Africa. We had no idea how long we were going to be there. We had no idea what was happening or going to happen. 
But God was faithful. And through all the sicknesses, through all the different wars we went through, through all the epidemics and through all the problems, we were able to see God be victorious. And it's been a great life of adventure and uh, of excitement. And often we wish we were still back there. But we know we are also where God wants us to be with the Native Americans here in the United States. Our ministry is to people who are without hope. There is a huge darkness on the reservations. And that darkness is growing. Suicide is, a, is rampant on the mission field. Just this last week, one of the men who used to come to the intercultural chapel where I'm a pastor in Scott's Bluff tried to commit suicide. And it happens all the time on the reservation. Emily Clark has lost four of the students she used to teach to suicide since December. They are without hope and they are without peace. They are without joy because there's nothing for them. The only solution is in Jesus Christ. And yet they refuse to turn to him. The task that we have is very difficult and it is very hard. But we believe God is going to do something. We don't know how. We don't know when or where. But God is going to do something. All we have to do is be faithful with what he has given us. This uh, few weeks ago, I took a psycho battery of psychological tests. <laughs> Shouldn't really do that, but I did. <laughs> and the psychologist said, you're a conundrum. Because they couldn't figure me out. He said, you're a traditionalist that you like to take risks. And that doesn't normally go together. I mispronounced the word uh, a couple of weeks ago and when I was in Florida. And I said I was a conundrum, but one of the pastors straightened me out on that. <laughs> but I don't know how it's going to happen. He said, you're not the one there to be able to do that. My answer is, I'm the one God sent. I'm not supposed to be the one to do it, but he's the one who sent me. So it's his problem. And if anything happens, it's going to have to be as a result of his presence through me. I can't make it happen. All I can be is faithful. And believe that God has the power to do it. And I know he can. Now he may not even do it through me. I might be there just to help someone else who he is going to do it through. But somehow it's going to happen. We need your prayers and we need your support to be able to do this ministry. God had that same hope when he sent Christ to the cross. We're coming up on Easter. And it says here, the words, it was credited to him was written not for him alone, but for us. That we might also be a people of righteousness of hope. He handed him over to death for our sins, but he also raised him up for our righteousness.
And righteousness simply means right actions. That we might live a a life of right actions, of hope and peace that comes only through the source of all hope, Jesus Christ. And it is that that we want to spread to others so that they will also come to have hope and peace in this life that is growing more evil every day. God never asks us to do the impossible without giving us a promise. He's given you a promise today that he will be with you in whatever you promise to him. Whatever you have the faith to do, to accomplish. Too many of us have that faith by sight only. But I'm asking you today to step out in faith in what you cannot see, in how you do not know how it's going to happen, and watch God do his work. And just receive the blessing from that. And we will get to see the thanksgiving on the other end. That's our joy. But trust in God. If you have doubts, if you have fears, Release them into God's hands and allow him to fulfill his promises. He's calling all of us out of a life of darkness into a light. That we might have hope. That we might have joy and peace. And that he might use us so that someone else can come out of darkness. God's calling all of us to a life of faith promise. The Lord bless you. Thank you, Sherman. And yes, so many of us here can testify that when God stretches us and we step out in faith and we uh, look at the figures and it doesn't make sense and yet God blesses us and and makes it possible and and then we have this incredible story of God's faithfulness to tell and uh, one, one of the neat things about God is He never stops stretching us. A little further each time, and each time is a new blessing. And uh, we're going to have the ushers come down. I just want to give you kind of a, a little bit of a notice of how this is going to work. Uh, just a reminder on this, and then what's going to come after that. Uh, again, this this larger section that you're going to tear off is to put in the offering plate today, and uh, the smaller section is for you to keep. And what you put in the offering plate, the ushers are then going to bring down to our amazing math whiz and treasurer, Larry Hogue, on the front. And he's got a calculator you may hear going, so as it tallies things up, uh, he's going to give those little totals to my wife, Vanna White. And she's going to be at this board over here, and uh, she's going to just... You'll see the amounts there, 0, 4,000, 8,000, 12, 16, and, and our ultimate goal of $20,700. And uh, so she's going to color in, as the pledges come in, the world. Um, cut her some slack. It's pretty tight in here, so don't, don't be uh, judging her coloring skills, but I think she's pretty good. Uh, anyway... So that's what's about to happen. In the meantime, I'll be singing some songs. And if you know them or want to sing along with me, you can. Or you can sit back and just reflect and, and uh, 
and, and watch as the, the world gets colored. Um, let's pray together. Lord God, we come before you now and we're excited to see what you do this year through our faith promise giving. We're excited, God, because we've seen you do really cool stuff through it before. We love getting the stories throughout the year of what you're doing through our giving, of what you're doing uh, through missionaries, through what you're the gifts that we're able to send, the generosity we're able to show to those in need who are doing your work here and around the world. We look forward to all the blessings, God. We look forward to seeing what you can do. And we know, God, we know because we've seen it time and again, that you can do so much more through our money, with our money, than we can ever do it with it ourselves if we hang on to it. You're able to, when we give our money together like this and pull it together, you're able to do kingdom work that we could have never done if we had kept it to ourselves and tried to do it in our own effort. And so we give you credit and praise in advance for all that you're going to do this year. And we're just glad that we get to partner with great missionaries and ministries around the world. We thank you. We trust you. We pray this. In Jesus' name, amen. We have a total added up. Is that the total? Really? (laughs) You went through it twice. Oh, you haven't gone through it twice. All right, well, (laughs) it's hard to believe, but we haven't gone through it twice, but we'll go ahead and celebrate. $37,190 Want to stand up and give God a round of applause for that? That's worth uh, a big celebration, I think That's awesome